Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. And now, episode four, Possessed Possessions. So before we go into the episode, we got our Patreon shoutouts. We have a bunch now. Yes, we have a, a lot of new people. Uh, Randy. Uh, Rachel the Pinkety Witch. Tamara. Tori. Alyssa. Joanne. And Corian Lane from New World Witchery. Thank Yay. you guys so, so much for supporting us and all you're doing. Uh, also, we have received proofs for our brand new vinyl decals uh so they're gonna you're gonna have a choice of black or white if you're a patron on patreon uh at the five dollar five and up level so go on patreon if you're not a member already and check that out for sure because our patrons will be getting those very very soon yes so now to the the show so Mm -hmm. bones Mm -hmm. would you like to talk or introduce our special guest we conjured up someone special um, <laughs> who is actually, we're really lucky that she's a local village witch like us. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like the pin queen. Oh my um, God, yes. It's Rachel, the pickety witch, I guess, so you can yeah, throw can. in your whole title. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my Christian name. <laughs> but other than pins and goats, you like all this shit too. So we were mm. like, who better to have on than somebody with a haunted object. Did you bring a Ouija board? No. You I didn't have one in here. I didn't bring it. Oh, okay. That's fine. We need pictures, though. Yeah, we do need pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'll send, I'll send a bunch of pictures. She did bring it's... cookies, though, and that's what yes. we started the episode eating. They're, <laughs> they're pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, and they are heavenly. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, we talk about these cookies in, like, a couple episodes after this. <laughs> that is true. Um, I like this there's a true. theme. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, My Quentin, cookies are famous. Yeah, we're <laughs> Quentin Tarantino in this. Yeah. So the past is now the future. Ooh. And the future is now the past. So I like it. Possessed possessions, haunted shit. Yeah. Is what we're talking about. Haunted objects. I'm my own haunted object. I mean, that's that, the this best is I, true. Can, I can do. <laughs> um, I have a demon familiar who co-possesses me at most of the time mm-hmm. and most of my life. So yeah, that's all I got. I don't have any dolls, but I did read about dolls. (laughs) Lucky bastard. (laughs) So I have several stories that I want to tell. Do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Well, Rachel has a story of her own. We'll put that in so she won't get bored. Yeah. With hearing ours, right? (laughs) Or you guys won't get bored. I love this stuff. Um, Yeah, you you start start? with your paintings, Miss. I've got a notebook, and I don't. I I do. I have like ten pages of notes here. It's bad. You have notes too? Well, I have the okay, long so, email I sent you. Okay, so the Virgo doesn't have notes. But that's oh, that's normal for me. Come on. I'm not now. that kind of Virgo. You're just obsessed with I our numbers. Say, that's like... I'm the Virgo who's very critical of everything and everybody. Yes. But I'm organized. But we love you. Organized. Organization is not my strong suit. Where do you want me to start first? Well, you've got a couple of cool sounding paintings. The one that I'm really excited to talk about is 
called The Hands Resist Him. It was painted in 1972 by the artist Bill Stoneham, and it was actually inspired by a poem that his wife wrote. This is the loudest paper I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> Continue. So the poem goes like this. He is of the seeing visions. His strokes reveal them in a rush of color, of madness, of mystics. And his head is the highest center. It must confront its enemy. The hands resist him, like the secret of his birth. His presence is the sanctum heartbeat felt in darkness and passion. It's sound, the sole gift to that silence. So, so I've seen this painting. Now, that doesn't make any sense compared to the actual <laughs> poem. So the painting is actually based on a photo of the artist himself when he was five years old, standing in... I'll pull it up so Rachel can see. Yeah. So he's standing in front of this window, and behind him are all of these disembodied hands. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. And then standing <laughs> next to him is this very cherubic... Yikes. ...feminine doll... So There's a moon in there. Mm-hmm, and there's a moon up there at the very top. The way that the artist describes it is that, you know, he is trying to make sense of his own existence. So when Bill was really, really young, he was actually adopted. And his wife, who wrote the poem, that's, that's what she's talking about. She's speaking about him, hmm. the artist, the visual artist who doesn't know his parents, and he's been struggling with that. So that actually came out in his paint on this canvas. It was exhibited in an L.A. gallery in 1972, and it was reviewed by the gallery owner and also by someone from the Los Angeles Times. And both people who reviewed the painting died within a year. I was going to say, are they dead now? They are. So they died within the year. Um, was it a good review? I mean, <laughs> I never found I never found They the never had time to say. I never, I've never found the review. So if you found the review by either of these people. If they were bad reviews, people, that would make sense. I like, mean, that's true. Do you know what goes into this painting <laughs> and for you to review it in such a way? The symbolism of the painting, Josh, I think you'll really like. It's, it's like the witchiest shit ever. The artist himself explained it as, there are memories, echoes of all life within a place. The hands symbolize other lives. The glass door, the thin veil between waking and dreaming. He's literally painting the liminal space. And there's a moon in that picture. Yeah. I'm very focused on the moon. <laughs> ignoring that there's a life-sized doll next to him. Who is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. He's um, painting a familiar. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Um, so. Now I need it. Yeah. Not the actual one, because I don't. Well, it's in, I think it's in the uh, Haunted Museum in Las Vegas now. Um, but it didn't end up there from the gallery. You know, these two reviewers died, and it was actually purchased by... You did a good job on this, because I've seen this painting, and I've heard about it, but mm -hmm. I never heard, like, the, the whole witchy backstory yeah? of, like, his intent. Oh, yeah. It's it's witchcraft everywhere. I love it. So it was actually bought by a uh, character actor, John Marley, who was in The Godfather. So he bought it and sold it sometime shortly before he himself passed away in 1984. And they sort of lost track of it until it was found by a middle-aged couple in an abandoned brewery in California. So we're not really sure how it ended up there. This is like some Stephen King shit, though. Yeah. Like, but, needful things. Right. Like, so, like, this, it, the more I research this, the more I'm just like, oh my god, this is fucking fantastic. <laughs> 
they said, I quote, uh, let me see if I can find it, because I actually wrote down the eBay listing, because they actually hung it up on their wall in their home. And they said, when we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. This is the title of their eBay listing. <laughs> so they sold it on eBay or tried to hawk it on eBay. And in 2001, they tried to sell it on eBay because their four-and-a-half-year-old actually was super terrified by this painting because it's really creepy. She was saying that the figures within the painting are actually escaping the bounds of the canvas at night. I know that part. Yeah. Her father, trying to assuage her like fears, actually sets up a webcam in front of it because it's 2001 and says all right we're gonna and the best place it. to sell it is on ebay i mean so they they set up a webcam in front of it and they record it throughout the night and he's like trying to show her look there's nothing wrong with this painting instead he actually catches the little doll actually beating the boy who's in the painting and actually forcing him outside of the painting Holy fuck. On this video. So yeah. This motherfucker. Did, okay, so he basically, this is his little doorway now. Mm-hmm. And this is just one more of his lives that he's mm-hmm. fucking in there and they're moving around and shit. I'm sure this footage doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, is it? It does? Or no, is it? It's, it's not a, It's not available online. I okay. looked. Okay. I looked to see if I could find it. Yeah. So a lot of the viewers of this painting when it was posted reported that they uh, experienced exorcist type voice with a blast of hot air became ill and had to burn sage and we'll talk later about how problematic that is Uh, (laughs) this is the one to do it and then a lot of people actually reported blackout or mind control experiences so I have a couple statements from the artist I'd really like to read because they are the witchiest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life so he says and I quote I've always had a connection to what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious. I think we all do. Artists, especially visual artists, are barometers for the currents that run through this collective. Dreams are a common experience people may have with this. Anyway, my own experience is a sensitivity to place, physical, geographical place. There are memories, echoes of all the life within a place. Maybe it's called channeling. He then goes on to say, We live in an age of science, of revelation, and hard realities, and hard facts, but we are still drawn to the mysterious. What is more mysterious than paintings? More than any other object, paintings are a one-of-kind thing created by someone using their hands. That's so witchcraft, it hurts. And there's hands in the painting. And there's hands in the painting. (laughs) Um, No, that's really crazy. I'm sad I've never heard that story before. Yeah. But I'm glad I I got to hear it from you, who's a very thorough note taker. Thank you. Um, But I just, I love that he as, because there's no mention of him actually being a practicing witch or anything like that. And he did paint a series of sequels to the paintings oh, as sequels. well. Yeah. But they're not as good as the original. They're they're really interesting. You can actually go out to um, stonehamgallery.com and mm-hmm. view all of the paintings on there. We can need to figure out if we're allowed to like post this shit. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, or you can Google because we don't want to get in. Or you can Google. Yeah. Do, yeah. do some work. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, um, not like me, like cricket. Because <laughs> I don't do the work. This is basically homework. And this is Monday morning, and it's like, who's got their stuff? Your hand shoots up. I did mine. And I'm like, It's so funny because I was the was. kid that never did homework. But it's like, 
I got so into this. I just like I, I found so many interesting stories, and this is one of my favorites. Mine was basically refreshing my memory of things mm-hmm. I already knew. And so. see, I never knew anything about this one, but just the fact that you know, there's no, there's nothing out there that says that you know he's a practicing witch or anything. But he is still so tuned in to the same currents that we all are. Right. You know. Does it still reported like the museum that it's in? Is it still move and shit? That you know, I, I don't know if anybody's actually been out to Las Vegas and seen it please let us know um because i know that it's there now it was in the the hands of a private collector it sold for i think 1500 um not on that ebay bad. yeah not especially in 2001 and then when you take the fees from ebay i mean that's a good that's a good chunk of change yeah. you know like for so something that killed two people I did mean, it kill more people not that we know oh. of so it actually went into the private collection of a, a gallery owner, I think, after, when it was sold on eBay. And she actually had it in storage for a long time. And she only ever brought it out for viewing, uh, I think, a handful of times. Mm-hmm. And every time it was viewed, it was it, people seemed to be very disturbed by it. I'm sure it has an energy when you're like standing in front of it mm-hmm. and looking at it that well, you even, don't get. Yeah, even, you know, Rachel looking at it on your phone just now was saying, holy crap, you know? <laughs> it, it's beautiful. It is. In a haunting way. Very. Because at first you look at it and you're like, oh, it's two two kids. And you're like, wait, that's a doll? Yeah. <laughs> it's not two and kids. And then all of the disembodied hands in the shadow. And it's it's really, really interesting. You notice the boy first. Yes. And then um, you notice kind of the other. Yeah. And that's that's the artist himself. That's it's a it's a self portrait of it's actually based on a photograph that was taken of him when he was five years old in Chicago. Well, now I know. I yeah. didn't know. <laughs> that's not the only painting you have. What's the other one? So the other one is one that I know you're familiar with, the crying boy. Yes. Yeah. So Did you know about that before I mentioned it? I did. did I did. I actually heard it on I think it was another podcast. I can't remember if it was Lore or Spirits. Um, shout out to both of them. They're both fantastic. <laughs> it might have been on both of them. It might have been on both of them. Uh, it's pretty prolific as far as things go. I did a lot of research because there's a lot of different stories out there. And actually, uh, The Crying Boy was... There was a lot of different mass-produced paintings that were of crying children that people just had hanging in their front rooms yeah, at this point common. in time. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I, I mean, um, you know, it's like we're all visual artists, so it's like I got super drawn to all of the, like, paintings. <laughs> yeah, and they just so you'll, to you'll find there's, like, a few haunted objects that stand out in a Google search and mm-hmm. probably what you've heard from. I mean, I've seen this stuff on, like, all the weird shows that we watch. Oh, yeah. But paintings and dolls, mm-hmm. everything else seems to be okay, but if it's a painting or a doll yeah. or paintings of dolls, you're super fucked. Yeah. So basically in uh, September 5th of 1985, British tabloid The Sun ran a story about a fire that was in a house. And one of the firefighters made an offhanded comment about how he found a painting, a print of a painting of a crying boy in the rubble of this house. And how he had found several of these prints in every house, you know, in all of these house fires that he's been putting out for for years. And all of them seem to be totally untouched. Like, we're talking about blazes that are hot enough to, like, get sear the plaster off the walls. And these paintings are pristine. Honestly, it, there's so many different accounts. It's um, You can't Google crying boy painting without there being a ton of those weird crying boy paintings. That's like, what I just did. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, which I'm one like, are we talking about? And see, that's the thing. So either that, any of the. Uh, that's it. 
Which one? I think it's this one right here. Yes. That's the famous one. That's the famous the one. The most saddest boy. <laughs> yes. Um, but they're all like, either one, any of them could be the culprit if you look at them. There's um, not one that's like, that's definitely a haunted painting. Yeah. So the, the fire that was actually reported on was Ron and May Hall. They, their house burned down in Rotherham, and the painting was still found hanging on the wall while the rest of the house was in ruins. Dora Mann in Surrey claimed everything in her house was destroyed, save the crying boy. Sandra Castle claimed she and her sister-in-law and a friend all suffered disastrous fire since obtaining copies of this painting. Another family from Nottingham uh, was left homeless after a blaze. Do these all come from the sun? Uh, no, these okay. are all from different sources. Because the only article that I really found from the sun only kind of focused on that first fire that they reported on. But sometimes the, those, like, you've never heard what happened to Bigfoot's alien yeah. baby. Yeah, they, they end don't up keep in up big with, tabloids. Yeah, they, and, don't, yeah. they don't keep up with that. No. Um, this one was really, really good. So Brian Parks... He and his family had a a huge house fire, and his wife and children actually needed to be hospitalized for smoke inhalation. So after hearing this, you know, story in the sun, he went out and tried to destroy the painting. So he claims to have destroyed it, but when he returned home, he found his copy of the painting hanging completely undamaged back up on the wall where it was to begin with. So I know you didn't. You were, were a Fear Street kid. As yes. We discussed. Yes. That's like it, too. yeah. Okay. Well, um, the adults over here. But me, it reminds me of the the one with the ventriloquist dummy. Yes. Who was like you tried to get rid of and he kept coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that, but mm-hmm. not as scary. I guess it is if it burned your house down and I mean, hospitalized your family. A little bit, a little um, bit, yeah. Um, maybe that was a Fear Street story, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, apparently all of these different people tried to destroy or burn the paintings, and the paint- paintings wouldn't burn. First off, if they don't burn your house, <laughs> Why I don't think you, you could burn them yeah. to destroy them. You have to find other ways. Yeah, like so scissors. the firefighter Alan Wilkinson, who originally made the offhanded comment that started this whole mess, said that he had personally logged 50 crying boy fires since 1973. That's a lot. But when we think about the mass production of these art prints and how I was going to say, I heard were, that they were like so popular because yeah. who doesn't want a painting of a crying child? That was just a thing that they did. On the mantle. And it seems it just strange really... to us now, but like that was the big deal then. Yeah. That was the uh, piece of art to have. Kind of like the little boy in blue that everybody has in their houses. That too. Is it? Maybe. And then it looks <laughs> I don't haunted. Know. I don't have notes. But, it looks fucking um, haunted. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, is everybody microwave causing fires no just everybody <laughs> has a microwave now yeah they traded in their crying boy paintings. um and that's kind of how i feel about it too uh, why didn't they burn so i know that some <laughs> of them had like they actually had like flame retardant in the varnish that was put over top of them yeah. to preserve it yeah because they were so popular I mean, you know. They're like, my crying boy. And they're like, you have a child inside, sir? No, the painting. I really like that painting. Everybody Um, in the neighborhood has it. All of this happened. And so everybody's writing to the sun and saying, what the fuck do we do with all of these crying boy paintings? I don't want my house to burn down. I'm fucking terrified. And they're like, well, you know, if you can't get rid of it, we'll get rid of it. Send it to us. We're good at disposing of trash. So they filled like two different rooms in the offices of the sun with all of these different paintings that people had sent in. And then the sun burned down. I wish. They did have a big bonfire on Halloween, of course. 
Did they burn? Um, they, they burned the paintings. Hmm. They burned all the paintings. I think they said it was like 2,500 copies that people had sent in. Actually, they burned really easily. Yeah, no, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, because the first thing you do is when you have a crying child painting mm-hmm. is cover it in fire retardant varnish. Of course. But like Halloween costumes, pajamas, <laughs> children's toys. Like, let's make those flammable as shit. Oh, yeah. We should save the real crying children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the The thing that really was interesting to me though is that the sun is sort of prolific for just like you said not following up on their stories and figuring out why things are happening so thanks to the internet someone tracked down the artist of these crying boy paintings they actually reached out to him and he claimed that the boy in the painting was a street urchin who was identified as don bonillo and had run away after seeing his parents die in a blaze. The priest who identified him called him Diablo, as did most people in the village, because wherever he settled, fires of unknown origin would mysteriously break out. It sounds like this kid maybe has a little bit of pyromania. Is, is this, this sounds crazy. I like, know. Right? It's like the guy's probably like, oh, okay, well. Uh, so the artist ignored this guy. He ignored the priest and actually adopted this little boy. And lo and behold, a fire starts and burns down his entire studio. And the boy is, of course, accused by the artist and runs off. And the artist never sees him again. Until 1976, there was a car that actually ran into a wall and exploded outside of uh, Barcelona. And the only, like, the victim was actually charred beyond recognition. And the only thing that was found to identify him within the car, there was a ID in the glove box Mm -hmm. that actually said it was Don Bonillo. His little ID picture is like the crying boy. Yeah, yeah I, was I hope so. <laughs> this sounds fantastical. I know, and it's like I don't, I don't, it. I don't know whether I believe but it or I not. To. I want to, but it's just uh, I thought it was really, really interesting. So I can't decide if it's internet concocted story or which what, but yeah. it's it's very possible that it is. Because that just seems, I don't know. A, but it makes for such a good story. It does. And, I mean, they were obviously fires and mm-hmm. shit. You want to talk about your dolls? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so get ready for um, two dolls you already know about. Uh, and then, um, not detailed, or yeah. I'll wrap up with the dolls because it's anticlimactic. Nobody died in a car crash, Sorry. explosion, and fire. Or died after viewing a painting. They're just creepy. Yeah. Uh, I did find another painting. It's called The Anguished Man. Cool. Okay, fucking. <laughs> I want to hear this. All right. So, I can't find much about the artist. Like, I can't even find uh, his name. But it's said that he actually mixed his own blood into the oil paint as he was Google it, Rachel. Creating I'm this piece. Really, so he put his blood in it. It's really unsettling. It's I mean, I would really do that. Unsettling. Yikes. Oh, I oh I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna, not gonna spoil it. Okay. Yeah. It says move over, Slender Man. <laughs> yeah. Anguished Man. Yep. Wow. So it's it's claimed that the artist actually mixed his own blood into these paintings. So content warning, he actually ends up committing suicide shortly after he finishes this painting. This guy, Sean Robinson, received the painting from his grandmother who warned him that a spirit lived in it. And not to stare at it too long, Rachel. She's Sorry. just staring at it. <laughs> She's transfixed. I hate that painting. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking me out. It's, it's, it's but see, really what spooky. happens is it's pulling you in. Yep. And we got to hear about the bad stuff before you, like, let it suck you into its yep. 
Vortex. So, don't look it in the eyes. So don't be like don't be like Sean and get sucked in because uh, he actually hung it up on his wall, and his wife hated it and tried to convince him not to. But yeah, I can't imagine why it's yeah very creepy. <laughs> it's fine. The artist just mixed his blood into it. It's whatever. Although that sounds it's like no, some shit I would do. <laughs> no, I would totally do it. Yeah, um, um, it's no crying boy, but. <laughs> So he hung it up, and his wife actually began to see dark figures, and they both heard strange scratching noises that sounded like they were coming from behind the painting. Um, And then they also heard the sound of a man crying, and supposedly you can find YouTube video. I wasn't able to find any. um, Oh, I found some. Yeah? They're not good, but they're they're entertaining. Okay. But supposedly there are YouTube videos out there that show whatever is going on. Uh, whether or not I believe it, I don't know. I didn't watch any of the videos. I was just trying to get as many stories as possible. That's what I did last night. Yeah. I was like laying in bed and I'm like, let me look up videos <laughs> of dolls moving, even though I know it's not real. Yeah. And like most of them, I'm like, that's and I, they're like the viral ones. But I watched, them, I watched a bunch of them. It's still fun. It's entertaining. But supposedly the owner of the painting has actually taken YouTube videos. Uh, take a video and put okay. it on YouTube. Where well, you if he actually, actually owns the real painting, yeah, I would watch those. So this okay. dude did not die. He did not die. He's got um, a YouTube. But there are there's supposedly YouTube video of this painting. So he's got the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, like and subscribe. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to watch those videos. Please do. Fake or not, because I love that shit. Yeah, do it. I was like... No, I'm okay. But yeah, I, I thought it was really, really interesting. And it, just the painting itself, I think, is really striking. More so than The Crying Boy. It's, it's, and I would say even more so than The the Hands Resist Him. It's just, there's something about that painting that's just so unsettling. Oh, it lives up to the title. Yeah. You're looking at it now. We know you are. Yeah, better be. Just look at it. Just do it. Don't look too long. Don't think about it. Like Rachel did. Yeah, don't be like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If, if her eyes start getting, like, hollow and sullen, and yeah. then we'll worry about it. Hmm? <laughs> I've got some mugwort. It's fine. Oh. You just bring <laughs> that to you, Lauren. We've got pumpkin know. cookies. Yeah. And we've got mugwort. As you eat a pumpkin cookie, mm. they're super good. They're so good. And she brought enough for the class. Mm-hmm. I brought so many. I baked so many cookies today in preparation for Are this. they haunted cookies? I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> You'll see. They came from Piggity Witch Corner. They might be. <laughs> Actually, Piggity Witch Corner doesn't sound scary at all. It sounds like yeah. pumpkin cookies. Mm. And there's a haunted oven where, like all she, where all her baked goods come out. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, we met, well, I met Rachel at Oddities. Mm-hmm. You did, too, because you were mm-hmm. vending there. Although I'd been a follower for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've, we've totally followed you for a long time. Oh, yeah. And I remember several of her pins I liked. But then that baby goat on the broomstick. Mm-hmm. You should go buy one. Um, they're <laughs> really pre-order cutest. right now. Pre-order. Yes. Uh, this will come out end of October, so pre-order. They're on sale right now. They're on sale right now. <laughs> and if you don't get those, there's all of her other pins are awesome. And shirts now mm-hmm. on your site. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, with the baby goat. Because yeah, I ended up getting the baby goat, but we were talking mm-hmm. to her about what we were going to start. And she was like, oh, man, I've got so many stories. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we're trying to keep it local and get these people on. You know, exploit yeah. them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, get, tell me what you know and what you've seen. And then we, me and my wife saw you at God. Galaxy oh, Con in Raleigh. Was, uh, and Vanessa she was Ives. like killing it as Vanessa Ives. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so we started talking and you were like, oh, I've got so many stories. And we're like, well, we should just have you on. We're going to do mm-hmm. a haunted one for like Solon. You have mm-hmm. your experience with 
a Ouija board, which I do. sounds cliche, but I mean, come it, on. It if anything's going to get haunted. Yeah. 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 Um, and Well, the funniest part is that we had no idea what was going on at the time. That's the that's the best part of the story, in my really? opinion. Really? Because we were, it was my twin sister, my cousin and I, and the three of us. Basically, when we were together, it's like lightning strikes. Because <laughs> three practicing witches all too the much same happening. family. <laughs> but, you know, and my family. There's movies has, about this. Yeah. There was a whole TV, TV show, show about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. <laughs> all about the power of three. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, when we're together, it's like things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were, this was in 2010. So I was like 16. Or was it 2008? I was young. I was like 14 to 16 age range. <laughs> it was a long time Peak ago. Peak dabbling age. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for Christmas, my dad gave my sister and I a Ouija board because mm-hmm. that's what happens when you're in my family. Nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That's it super cool. That's very different from what I grew up in. So I love it. He gave me tarot cards. He gave <gasps> me this pentacle necklace. Like that's my dad. Amazing. Shout out to my dad. He's the best dad. He really is. Yeah. Um, I'm jealous. <laughs> so anyway, he got us the Ouija board, and he had no idea that this would happen. So we were playing around with Ouija board, and at first it was like normal stuff, and we came to find that the Ouija board's name, or whoever was in it, was Kate. So we would call her Kate, and we'd bring Kate everywhere because mm-hmm. we were in middle school. You know it's real when it's not some weird like Latin name, when it's yeah. just like Tom or Kate, then you're mm-hmm. like... Oh fuck, that's a real one. <laughs> she was Kate and we're like, okay, and so we literally brought her everywhere. We brought her to Quebec with us when we went. We brought her in the car. We would just bring She Kate was the fourth sister. Everywhere. I and love that. At first it was like, you know, really innocent and you know, it was just fun Ouija board stuff when you're a kid. But then mm. it hit a point where and we we were always convinced that we were talking in the same entity you know Mm -hmm. how sometimes the Ouija board like it said it it takes in whoever's around Mm -hmm. we always felt like she was in she was the board if that makes sense yeah Um, because we took her everywhere yeah she was our best friend (laughs) (laughs) she was Um, so there was this one time where suddenly she started to cry Mm. and we it was bizarre because we were saying oh we have to go and she started to cry and she started going back and forth to m&a m&a like crying for her mother like mama and it started getting more and more rapid Mm. and we were just kind of like what is going on this feels weird yeah this is weird so we ended up We ended up singing her a song, and then she calmed down. That's actually a good idea. That's a great idea. And we said goodbye. And we're like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, she was upset we were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it happened again. After that, things just kind of increased in activity. She would do that a lot. She started, and this was the last night that we talked to Kate (laughs) ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Basically, that had happened for a while. And that last night, she started going nuts. She started crying. It was so fast that it was like she was like wailing. It was just very bizarre and violent. And she started doing circles really rapidly and then started doing like infinity motions rapidly. And it was just like, where are you going? What's happening? Mm -hmm. And there was a point where it was, it had to be like two in the morning Mm -hmm. and the phone started ringing and 
no one, you know, I was at my mom's house at the time. No one calls my mom at two in the morning and there was caller ID and it was just like this unknown number. Like it didn't six, say anything. Six, six. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it had nothing. And we were just kind of like, oh, like, you know, the classic, like all oh, the phone's ringing. <laughs> so we were kind of like, oh, and then it just kind of cut off. And we were like, oh, weird. So we asked Kate, oh, was that you calling? Who was calling? And then the phone started ringing again. And then it stopped and we were like, all right, we're gonna stop now. <laughs> but basically, later on, that was kind of the last episode with Kate. The plant had actually ended up breaking. Um, oh, wow. So we haven't used it since. Do you know how it broke? It just ended up broke? No, it was just broken. I mean, the, the Ouija board, I should have said, was like vintage Salem mass. Right. So mm. it was from like the 40s. Nice. Yeah, we've got one of those wooden ones. Yeah, that's like oh, the stamp. The ink is like stamped on. Oh, um, wow. and then I found a planchette mm-hmm. that is in the original box, and I so I have that. Um, oh, cool. And we've used that one before, but it's definitely not. And we also have that glow in the dark one that you can get it oh, like Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite. Because I'm like, uh, it's glow in the dark. <laughs> Why wouldn't yeah. you want it? Yeah, <laughs> right? like Toys R Us. Glow in the dark makes everything oh, better. Goodness. But when you want to use one now, it's like I'm gonna go to the vintage one. Yeah. But I want to use the glow in the dark because it glows in the dark. <laughs> I can see how those are break because they're wooden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, well, it um, it was like the pin in the middle of it. The glass cracked. Ooh. Oh. It's almost like, nope, don't, I don't want to yeah, talk to you anymore. Was... We're done. If you guys are done, I'm done. Yeah, it ended up saying some scary stuff about when we were going to die. Um, Did it still feel like Kate? At that point, something had changed. Okay, yeah. so it probably wasn't the same entity or energy that you were used yeah. to. Um, yeah, it was all in that same session. Oh. Oh wow. So it was so like it was, right like around when left. the phone rang and all that stuff. It said that thing about a specific number of when we would die. No. And it's funny because, well, I guess it has <laughs> to be funny. We, were, the three of us, were on a plane, or we were taking a flight, and the flight's number was the same number, and we <gasps> were like. Are we gonna die? <laughs> I mean, this was so long ago, and we, the three of us, will never forget. We still, you know, every, I won't say the number so no one knows. So right. Say yeah. A secret. Yeah. But every day, you know, every year on that specific day, we kind of are very extra careful. Oh man, you didn't even get a year. You just no, a, it's just a, it's the, the three numbers. numbers so it's, oh, okay. Oh wow. Yeah, it's kind of spooky. That's what I have to live with everybody. So moral of the story, know what you're in for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then you you said you kept it. Yeah, it's on you my wall. You still have it. Awesome. <laughs> it's hanging up. I mean, if you go on my Instagram, you can see the board. Okay. Well, oh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, when this airs, we'll put up pictures. Yeah, well, The definitely. weirdest part is that I've moved like 10 times, like over the course of, mm-hmm. like since middle school. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I still have it. Like, it's just kind of bizarre. I've moved from North Carolina to Maine, to Massachusetts, to Maine, to North Carolina, and just all over the place. And, and it's it. still on my wall. So. Did you just toss like the planchette? I still have the planchette. Okay, yes. good. Yeah, I do. I wouldn't get rid of that. I have always had like a fascination with Ouija boards as both the history and kind of how they came about as like a parlor mm-hmm. game. I use yeah. quotations because uh, that's kind of what they were marketed as. Yeah, they, definitely. Uh, but again, I think it it's just an easy way to talk to stuff. People use pendulums. Mm-hmm. We'll have our divination sometime this winter mm-hmm. episode, and we'll probably do a Ouija specific where I'll like look up the history because I love that shit. Yeah. Sometimes I do research. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's just something about them. They look cool. 
there's like that lore around them. Mm-hmm. Um, it scares people. That's fun. Yeah. But yeah, you're the you're opening a channel whether you're doing it with with or without a Ouija board. So mm-hmm. yeah, you should know what you're. What you're asking to talk to. Well, yeah. the end of my story is that two years ago, no, I was watching Hereditary. Oh, yes. This this is how I found out that I had actually, we had talked to a demon. So you didn't know any of that? We had no clue. We were like, well, the the dying thing was terrifying. And we were like. Well, you thought you were talking to a little. Well, we still called her Kate. Right. Even though I was like, this is not a little girl. But I was watching Hereditary. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a phenomenal. Which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Everyone, well, not everyone should watch it. We love The Witch. Yes. Yep. I think you've mentioned something about liking it or have seen it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it. It changed my life, you know. I know. And every, uh, when everybody says, "What do you? What, what's a horror movie you recommend? And I'll say, it's not a horror. It's like a coming-of-age tale. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story. Somebody I work with watched it. They're like, yeah. What do you mean? And I was like, nothing. Did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, per- it's perfect. It's great. Yeah. We watch it. Our new tradition every saw one is to watch The Witch. Yeah. But, um, That's a wonderful. T- I'm going to do that. Hereditary yeah. as well. Hereditary yeah. is great. So Midsummer is Midsummer. phenomenal. Because I haven't seen it. We were going to talk about it and I yeah. fucked up and didn't see it. Yeah. And then I was... <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, first off, I had to watch like The Avengers. Oh my God, and then... stop. You saw The Avengers over Midsummer? I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm still a nerd and I saw Spider-Man. See, I didn't see any of those. I saw no. Midsummer. Well, I won't spoil it for you. No. And <laughs> I Don't went spoil and... Midsummer. <laughs> what? I, I won't. I mean, yeah. It's amazing. Well, viewing party. Yes. Please. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Yes. So demons. So, so anyway, we, do this, demons. we do this a lot. Anyway, <laughs> I was watching Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've seen the movie, there's the shots, like the close-ups of the words on the walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's all the different, like, Latin words. Yes. Almost. So, and I was looking up, after the movie, I was, like, paralyzed with what did I just watch. And mm-hmm. I was reading all about it, and one of the words is, like, Zazas. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that led me to the Ouija board demon. Mm-hmm. The OG. The, mm-hmm. yeah, right. exactly. Um, so, yeah, tell that story, too. Well, that was it. Well, I'm talking about, because other people have been... Oh, like yeah, what yeah. the demon does? Okay, that's yeah. honest. No, oh, I've already told my You're thing. like, yeah, that was my story. <laughs> Dude, where were you at? <laughs> I, was, I was staring at the I was staring at the cookies. Yeah, I know. So, okay. you saw Hereditary, and there were the words... Uh, it said Zazas on the. Mm-hmm, is that what mm-hmm. it is? Yeah. Yeah. On the on the wall, and little me, I'm just looking up the movie, and it links to you know, oh well, this is this demon, and then it linked to the Ouija board demon. Mm-hmm. And turns out that demon does exactly what the board did when I was 15 years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did to a T. It did every single thing. It did. It, it even does the mama thing. Mm-hmm. You know, usually it goes to Z and O, but it also does M and A. And so I'm reading this, and I'm like, "Hey, wait a second. Yeah, like that sounds Holy familiar. Shit. It also does the circles. It also does the infinity symbols. And so that's when I realized that we spoke to a demon when I was 15 years old. Yeah, I like it. End of story. <laughs> the most popular one that you can find. Well, see, that's the other thing, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we found this demon and it's on YouTube, but, like, we had no idea. Right. That's the other thing, like, I didn't find out till 10 years later. And this isn't your, like, personal story, or, I mean, this is a shared experience, Mm -hmm. and it it wasn't a one-time thing. 
you guys Wait. took this thing everywhere. I know. <laughs> we we apparently <laughs> talked. I went and when she she started doing the mama thing like early on before mm-hmm. it went right. nuts. Mm-hmm. So we were just carrying semen around. So and what's your it's name? It's like uh, Kate. <laughs> still four yeah. letters, everybody. They're buying it. They're buying it. Yeah, it is four letters still. Mm-hmm. Is that a demon thing? Maybe? But now it does like to fly off my wall sometimes. Yeah? Like li- like literally, I'm not joking. It will just fly off the wall. So Josh is like <laughs> about to explode. <laughs> so just set up a camera and get that going for a while in Pickety Witch Corner. Yes. And um, you're like, oh, here's these cookies I'm making for my best friends, Cricket and Bones. And then like and then the fucking Ouija board flies off and it looks yeah. like paranormal activity or something. Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm dying to know if it fell off your wall while you're talking about it. We'll find out when I get home. There's yeah. been a lot of re- really weird stuff happening in my house, like as of today. Yeah, a lot of things have been moving around, and it's like, dude, you don't talk about me. <laughs> we have, we we have ghosts. We really do. It's we feel you that. Just gotta know who they are. Yeah, there, yeah that'll be a whole other or... thing. We'll yeah. we'll do investigations and yeah. we'll mm-hmm. Carrie will bring Kate and um. <laughs> well, you can't talk to Kate anymore because planch uh, is broken. Yeah, which is a really good thing. That would still fall under because you get a lot of like toys, children's toys mm-hmm. category that end up haunted, and I don't know if that's because it's that innocence of. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the toys are creepy looking. Oh, but well, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was started as being marketed for kids, but it still falls under that like toy category. If you can yeah. still buy it at toy stores, yeah. Then you just can... like it's just like tarot cards. I mean, they're basically marketed as a game, as a toy, and that's kind of how tarot started out too. And right. we'll do in a whole true. episode like cartomancy, yeah, oh, things like wait. that. <laughs> I um, I've been reading tarot for like ten years. Yes. So. Well, oh next episode, a tarot mm-hmm. episode. Yes. We'll bring your haunted deck in. Um, and But yeah, so there's a fascination with kids' toys. I don't know if it's like a loss of innocence or if it's because kids are so sensitive to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, things seem to mess around with toys, like dolls, mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, I looked at, um, which everybody probably knows about Annabelle because there's a movie. I've mm-hmm. not seen that movie. Neither have I. I literally just watched it because it was on TV and um, it's not a good movie. No, Aww. I know. But I think... It's so bad. Was that the Warrens too? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a shame. But Annabelle was mm-hmm. not the creepy looking doll. It was an even creepier looking doll <laughs> than the movie, which I think uh, is like the Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. My grandmother had yeah. both them bitches. Mm-hmm. Raggedy fuck fa- What was his name? Raggedy <laughs> Ann and Ran- Raggedy a- Andy. Andy. Yeah. I don't know how I Andy. forgot Andy. My, but, um, uh, my, my godparents had them. My mother had them as a kid. Like everybody that I knew uh, that was a parental figure as a kid they all had those dolls when they were children it was a huge deal right. and i think i they even gave me a raggedy ann and raggedy andy book when i was a child so yeah right. so you won't hear me turning notes you'll hear it from my brain um <laughs> shut up so well actually what happened with uh annabelle was um there was a nursing student named donna mm-hmm. um and these are kind of prevalent i feel like everybody Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to glance over it. But yeah. um, So she bought her daughter a gift when she was in a dorm with her roommate. Mm-hmm. And it was a Raggedy Ann doll. When she had it, weird things would happen. Stuff would move. She would move. Mm-hmm. Um, she was seen to, like, move across the floor, mm-hmm. which, fuck. <laughs> I'm not keeping a doll if it moves across the floor. Ouija board's flying off. But if, in, if a doll suddenly has, like, 
life or something. It's going to freak me out. Like fucking Chucky or something. Right. <laughs> um, so they started noticing things like that. And I think they brought in someone to kind of talk to it. And, okay. And that medium said, well, there's a spirit attached to this doll of a little girl. Mm-hmm. The story was from that was that the girl was found like in a field um, dead or something. Mm-hmm. And this, however, she came about, the ghost entered this doll. Okay. So they thought, oh, sweet Annabelle, we, we want to be nice to her. So mm-hmm. her and her roommate would um, keep her around. There were still talks about her moving things. Then it started to progress, and she would start writing notes. Mm-hmm. Like, that fucking creeps me out. Yeah. Um, that she's writing notes and shit. But they had a friend that was over a lot named Lou. Mm-hmm. And some of the notes would start saying, like, help Lou. And then oh. his story was, one night it moved, and... It's a weird, it's kind of hard to figure out what happened, but it sounds like he was carrying it to try to move it. Mm-hmm. And at some point in this altercation, because some things I read go into it, some don't, mm-hmm. um, he ended up with scratches on his like, torso. Now, oh, some wow. say it was like they appeared. Others say that the doll physically attacked him. Um, oh. I'm sure that's something that's changed with mm-hmm. the passing of the story. Yeah. So at that point, they're like, Oh, man, fuck this doll, right? Yeah. So that's when they call the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine, mm-hmm. which you're now probably familiar with because of the movies. But yeah. um, they were demonologists and whatever you want to call them. But they would come and do little exorcisms and mm-hmm. shit like this. Yeah. They so were supposedly the way that professionals. They were, yeah, the way that they were set up, it was that um, Lorraine was sort of the psychic, the medium. Mm-hmm. And then her husband, Ed, was more of the technology investigator type guy. Right. So, yeah. So they have a museum, and that's where Annabelle currently is. But what they did is they came in, and they tried to exercise this doll. Mm-hmm. And they it, the, this, they couldn't get rid of the spirit. They said, this is not the spirit of a girl. This is a demon. Mm-hmm. They put their stamp of approval. Demon. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they say that nobody needs to have interactions with this doll. Um, and so they take it back to their, which is a now museum. I don't think it was technically a museum at the time. Um, and they build it a little case, not unlike, I guess, the movie. I've seen trailers. But mm-hmm. um, it's like a wood container with like the glass yeah and annabelle sits in there and they've got the devil tarot card stuck to the front or taped beside the on the wall really and they routinely have it blessed and routinely have a priest come in and do chants over it whatever they do and there's like rosaries and stuff just to keep it contained and why would they put the devil tarot card on the wall well that's what what i'm wondering it says positively or absolutely do not touch rachel can google it if you've probably seen it though the, the case with the doll in it. I, I I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, but, but I just don't get the why they put the. Doll I don't either. In yeah, that doesn't make like a lot of just, sense. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, but, I think a lot of the stuff that they do doesn't really make sense. So it's this little raggedy Ann doll sitting behind glass, mm-hmm. and they would take it out on. Um, yeah, there's like a cross above it. Um, one of these pictures has there it is, like you can see. It says, do not open, because they could not get hmm. rid of the demon, they said. And it was such a powerful entity that they would keep it blessed and keep it under their watch. Now, my thing is, if it was this powerful, how is it still in that container? Yeah. Um, there's no reports that I saw or know of that people have said, like, oh, it moves in there or it does things. Now, people do say, and that was the Warrens, especially, I think, um, Lorraine, like, mm-hmm. do not look at in the eyes. Um, do not stare in its eyes. That's how it gets to you. 
So that's kind of the actual story of Annabelle. She's still there. Um, people mm-hmm. can go check her out. Um, they've got other haunted objects there. But then the one that I always thought was more fascinating mm-hmm. and creepy because the fucker looks creepy is Robert, Robert. the doll. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love Robert. Right. And he's, I think I've actually seen Robert. Because he's still oh, in uh, the house in Key, Key West. West. Yeah. yeah. And I was, the I artist's was, I was house. eight. Yeah. It was where eight. he was. The ben- <laughs> no. Okay. So the owner was the artist's house. I'll tell I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was looking for a date here. I think it is. It's like 1914, right? Um, yeah. It's a while back. And so there was a boy. Um, his name was Robert Eugene Otto. The kid went by Gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was he was known as Gene Otto. Now the history of the doll is that it wasn't made. It wasn't a doll that was made for like a toy. Mm-hmm. It was made by a German company as almost like a store display, a mannequin. Mm-hmm. And even though the doll doesn't look like it now, he had almost like a jester clown painted face. Mm-hmm. And the sailor suit was not original to him. That was one of Gene's clothes from when he was a baby. Somewhere along the line, his grandfather uh, bought it for him. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, like Gene and Robert were inseparable. He took him everywhere. He'd have conversations with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his room, he like had his own little setup yeah. uh, for Robert. People would hear him talk to Robert. Mm-hmm. And they actually really encouraged this too, because they right. think it was given to him by his grandmother, right? Because she was worried that he wasn't getting enough social interaction. Mm-hmm. And because he, you know, he didn't have a lot of friends. So yeah. in comes this doll, and it's not a small doll. It's like the size of him when he first mm-hmm. got it, probably. Yeah. Uh, it's a tall one. It's and about three feet. I think it's made with, I forget the name of it, but it's a like a wooden wool. Mm-hmm. So that's been his life. He's got this doll he carries around. So when he was younger, stuff would happen. Um, there's a story of them hearing a, a loud commotion in his mm-hmm. room and hearing him scream. Mm-hmm. And when they run up to the room, they're like, what happened? There's all this furniture turned over, and his room's a mess. Mm-hmm. Gene is in the bed, and Robert's at the end of the bed, and he's, Robert did it, Robert did it. So all this weird shit would happen around the house, and he would say, Robert did it. Yeah. And, and of course, every parent is going, you Sure, can't you me. can't blame yeah. it on your imaginary doll friend, Robert. Right. Um, I would believe him. Right. <laughs> and so, and then it just... We're not everybody. Right. So then it started um, with stories like that through his childhood. Well, he grew mm-hmm. up, and he was living in that house, and he moved out. And took Robert with him. He got married. His wife was not a fan of Robert, but they were inseparable. He still had a thing for him. The house that they were in in Key West is now a bed and breakfast. I think it's referred to as the artist's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a purple house. It's really pretty. Key and West itself is just stunning. So, but if he had left, the opportunity to go, go. But he would leave. Then the sto- other stories started happening where they would leave him. He would leave him up in like the balcony, like bay window kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And reports from people on the street where you'd walk by and sometimes they'd see Robert run across. They would see his, like, changed positions. Mm-hmm. He'd be there. He'd be gone. He was, like, in that attic space. And they were like, okay. And I guess he didn't do much with Robert after the fact. But people were still talking about Robert this, Robert that. So when he passed, I think the woman that bought the house kept Robert mm-hmm. for a while. And then not much really happened except for that she would hear footsteps or running up in the attic, things like this. Mm-hmm. But then what they ended up doing was they gave it to a museum um, in Key oh. West. Before that, they so they actually all the the commotion and stuff like that in the attic, and there were a couple of times I think there was someone who was actually very physically injured, so they ended up locking Robert in a uh, like a trunk, 
like a traveling trunk and actually nailed it shut. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would do that. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but no, I don't fuck with dolls. I think I made that clear <laughs> when you said they used to run around your room when you were little or mm-hmm. move. I don't do the Toy Story bullshit. Yeah, like, uh, I'm with you. It's like I, I had a couple of experiences when I was a kid with paranormal stuff when my dad lived in a historic house, and uh, there was definitely a young girl who was in my room and would play with my toys. Right. But that's so, different. Yeah. There's a difference between a spirit playing with, playing a, toy, with a toy, and then what and we're then, talking about is like haunted objects where, mm-hmm, where it the follows in that. Or demons. Yeah. Kate. Um, so the museum has Robert on display. They did not put him on display right away. But when they did, um, people were already interested mm-hmm. in the stories and the lore that had surrounded Robert all this time. But when we were talking about taking rocks and stuff from like places in Hawaii mm-hmm. um, and then sending them back. Yes. That's what happens with Robert. If you don't ask permission to take his picture... Oh, bad luck follows um, you. He's, yeah. he's seen as like a tricksterish imp kind of mm-hmm. spirit. But I, there, I don't think there's anything like too terribly bad. It's just bad luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they send the picture back with apologies, things like yeah. this. Um, the museum supposedly still gets like tons of letters. And they're like, we're a museum and we get people like asking for all this stuff. But it, apparently if you ask permission and take a picture, you're good. Yeah, so, that's cool. Um, I would do that. One day we'll see Robert the doll. I, I think I may have because I remember it. It's it's pretty creepy. It's like uh, did you ever take a picture with him and then you didn't ask? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't got... think we took a picture at all. <laughs> I don't think we took a picture. I don't think at I would all. even bother taking the picture, yeah. take a selfie. Because I think I think like we, the Instagram filters or the I Snapchat we filters, to, it'd be like. I think we went to the artist house and I think we went to the Hemingway house on the same day. So okay, that yeah. was a pretty cool day. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're down there, I feel like you would hit those spots. Yeah. Um, and then there were some other things I found um, I didn't get into completely was, mm-hmm. this is an Australian one, so um, if any Australian listeners that know the story, let me out. That's like what they call this dummy. He's like Ooh. a... Let me out? Let me out, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's fucking creepy looking. Like basically all the stories I could find was like he causes mischief and stuff like that. But they supposedly looked him over, dated him like super old. His hair is real human hair. And I kept seeing this everywhere, and I was like, oh, this is bullshit. But now it creeps me out because everybody mentioned the fact that he's got some kind of brain in the head of the doll. They said he, it looks like somebody intentionally put something in there to act as a brain. Oh. So why the fuck? I don't know. But he's a creepy little fucker. Yeah, he is. Um, Did you find a picture? Oh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the guy really likes him and all this stuff that owns him. So, yeah, that was kind of, like, the doll's. I didn't find a lot of information on that one. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing these things about, oh, videos of him moving, but I never found any. No. So, I know. What I did find was like videos that people had taken that mm-hmm. are viral on YouTube. Like I said, they're fun to watch, but I'm not sure that any of them were actually like these The real deal, dolls. yeah. Um, now, I know that uh, a couple shows and one that I really like, I think it was Destination Truth. There was a couple Josh Gates have been on, but I love Josh Gates. Mm-hmm. And they went to yeah. they went to the Doll Island in one of their videos. Like the doll's eye like opens up. It's creepy as fuck. And mm. I don't always believe like all these shows, but I trust mm. Josh Gates. You know what I mean? Like I, I love him. I don't know yeah. if it's his name um, because it's <laughs> mine. Uh, but I just feel like he's not here to bullshit you. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think Ghost Adventures did one there, and there was some shit moving. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a connection to them like I do with Josh Gates. I love Zach Baggins. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. I do. <laughs> so they went to Doll Island. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the only video 
that I saw of like something moving where I was like, oh, I believe mm-hmm. that because it's very creepy. Because yeah. there's so much on YouTube that can be faked. It doesn't mean they're mm-hmm. not entertaining. But that's it for the dolls. Mm-hmm. One thing we were going to get into, which we're not going to because it's not actually haunted, mm-hmm. was in the news and I, it was going around everywhere. Oh, yeah. Was the Irish, the haunted. antique Victorian Irish dildo. Yes. Which is like made out of ivory. Yes. And all the hot headlines were like, haunted, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah. Uh, it, it's the entire reason we wanted to do this episode. And then we go well, and we find out. Yeah. But, okay, so when I when I looked into it and I couldn't find those anymore, it was because the person who was trying to buy it back, which they crowdfunded it and got it mm-hmm. bought from a private seller mm-hmm. and went up for auction, and then they, they were able to t- bring it back to Ireland. But yeah. um, she had mentioned something about, I saw this go up, the price was too good, it's clearly haunted, as a joke. So... That's what we were joking about. Well, if you do have any haunted dildos out there, don't send them to us, but like take a picture. And Please talk. let us know. Send us a story. Um, they don't have to be Victorian age. No. Uh, they can be newer ones. But yeah, it's so we were probably better if they are newer, especially if you're using them. So there's no haunted dildos, no. unfortunately. None but that we know. Honorable about. mention. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean it won't get haunted. It could. It could. So that's that's all the objects I had. Dolls. I mean, and, in some languages, the orgasm is called the little death. So, now you're in just, French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, <laughs> it's, whoever enjoyed it the most might still want it back. That's true. I feel like there was other stuff we were going to talk about. You want me to do Valentino's cursed ring first? Yeah. All right. Cool. This isn't a so, cursed cock ring, is it? No, unfortunately oh, not. A hard turn. <laughs> Back to normal toys, not sex toys. But you see how I kept it in the same category. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Valentino. He was kind of... (laughs) He was kind of ridiculous. He, in case you don't know who Rudolph Valentino was, he was a uh, 1920s movie star who was very much a playboy. He was in a jewelry store in San Francisco, and he fell in love with this silver ring that was embedded with semi-precious gemstones. Mm. <laughs> okay, semi-precious gemstones. Yeah. Um, precious cookies. Yes. So um, he totally fell in love with it, but the jewelry store owner told him, you might want to rethink buying that ring. It's cursed. It's haunted. Valentino was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He went and bought it and and wore it for a long time. He actually wore it during the entire filming of one of his movies. And I never could figure out what the movie was, but it didn't do very well. So he thought back to what the jewelry store owner had said and put it in a box Mm -hmm. and didn't wear it again until years later. uh, He wore it during his last film he ever did. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I've heard about this yeah but i don't know know enough to okay i can't remember any of the film names so if you know please 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 give us a shout out and let us know because i would love to know what they are so that we can watch them we could actually do a cursed movie night you found them yeah rachel for the the wins yes yeah it says it started with the flop the young raja the young uh raja okay yep and then also uh the son of the sheik the son of the sheik okay was that the last film he did he did too. It's, he did yeah, too. it says by the time he made the son of the sheik in twenty six, he died wearing the ring. Okay, okay, so his first and last movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he put it away for a while, but he put it back on, and then uh, shortly after, he passed away at pretty young. You said it was twenty six. Thirty one. Thirty one. So he died really, really, really young. After he died, the the ring was actually given to Pola Negri, who was one of his former lovers, which of which he had many. She started wearing the ring and actually su- suffered a severe illness. 
and she ended up recovering, but her career was totally ruined because unfortunately they only ever want to see young and beautiful women on screen and you only have a limited time where you're still valuable. So that's just how it worked back then, unfortunately. Oh, back then? Yeah. It doesn't do that now? No. Okay. Well, it's better. It's not great. <laughs> it's better. It's better so she gave it to her friend Russ Colombo, who died in a shooting accident. So then he bequeathed it to uh, Joe Casino, only to die in a car accident a week after wearing it. James Willis tried to steal the ring, uh, but he was caught by police and actually shot and killed. So no, you don't even have to own it. You can try to steal it. Yeah, you just have to want it in your possession enough. And it, so. yeah, apparently it was inside his pocket. Oh, yeah, so it was, was on shot. his person. Cleanse your rings, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you buy an antique ring, yeah, I just, I just find the like laundry list of people who had terrible experiences really interesting because it's like it's not just one or two people; it's like right several. Have you found a picture of the ring? Is it um, is it even worth dying over? Is it a cool ring? I hope so. That doesn't sound too far from the quartz hill you talked about in mm-hmm. one of our Patreon. Yeah. episodes when i threw out the a rate and review us mm-hmm. in itunes i was like we'll give you a cursed item mm-hmm. and i it's yeah. a, it'll be a sticker we'll yeah. pick some random people to send because you tried to, to convince me to go get quartz <laughs> i was like hey let's do the quartz hill thing we joked about them coming and getting them mm-hmm. um and she's like I'm not doing it. And I was like, well, let me get it. She's like, I, dude, no. And I was like, fine. Stickers I'm, it is. I'm not going to But I just want you all to know you could have had a really bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, my mom moved into this neighborhood out in the suburbs. And all kinds of stuff just started happening. And I couldn't really understand why because it was a new development. And, of course, you hear about all these stories about burial ground this and that and the other. And it's like, for whatever reason, there was nothing. There was no documentation of that. So we didn't think that's what it was. And it's like... they don't want you to know. Well, that's true. I became friends through, you know, everybody who was... It was one of those things where it's like all of the kids in the neighborhood sort of know each other and hang out. There was a guy who lived outside of the neighborhood but just across the street. And Was his name Judd? No. Did you have a neighbor named Judd and he's like... Oh, y'all kids stay away from Quartz Hill. No, (laughs) nobody was named Judd. Um, Damn it. He did have a strange name, but I'm not going to call him out by name. We'll call him Judd. (laughs) All right, we'll call him Judd to make you happy. (laughs) It makes me happy. Okay. But it does. You know, every time we would go over to Judd's house, you know, strange stuff would really happen. It wasn't just limited to us kids either. Like, uh, there was a guy that I dated. His mother went over, and where she was standing near the front door, she could see into the laundry room. And she saw this person that looked like Judd in the face, but was female, wearing, like, a long nightgown and a cap, walk through the room. So she asked Judd's grandmother, who he lived with at the time, what's Judd doing in a nightgown? And Judd's grandmother said, he's right there. He didn't, he's not over here. He's right there. He's been there the whole time. So she was extremely freaked out. And come to find out, not too long after that, they actually found some headstones that shared some of the same last names because uh, they've owned this property for a long time. Oh my God, this is Pet cemetery <laughs> and Poltergeist all rolled into one. Yeah, I know this sounds bizarre. I'll have to take you up there uh, because or I'm not. I'm don't. Not, uh, I'm not making it up. No, it sounds cool. I'll um, go. 
I gotta get that quartz for the listeners anyway. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We actually, you know, would go up there pretty frequently and just all of the time, it was just, I never felt comfortable up there. There was something wrong. There would be times when it's like we would come back, there would be lapses in memory. Like I couldn't remember what happened. We had a lot of like, Almost like doppelganger type sort of things, uh, which we'll do in which episode Rachel's on. got stories, yes, about doppelgangers. But so, we'll do a whole episode, um, um, and we'll have Rachel on multiple times. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll doppel doppelgangers, Ouija boards. The biggest thing that started to happen is that during the summer, one night when I was in my house, probably on the computer because it was early two thousands, and all of a sudden I hear this like on the window. And I think it's maybe one of my friends or something trying to like play a joke on me or trying to get my attention. So I go outside and nobody's there. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. This continued to happen at right around the same time, about like 3.40 in the morning, every morning. Nothing weird ever happens at that time. No, never. And I started to see all kinds of like shadow figures. There were several points where I felt like, all of the oxygen had been sucked out of the room. You know, I'd see figures just like peer out from around corners. I was scratched at one point. My, I was actually bitten right here on my arm. Was Um, that the devil dog we talked about? Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you should be a Patreon. (laughs) Or a patron because we're like, we've already talked about that part. You know, as soon as I possibly could, I moved out and got away from that place because I didn't want to live there anymore. I couldn't sleep. And I was petrified because I was a new witch and I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know how to handle it. You know, that's one of the things that turned me to work with Hecate is, you know, all of these bad experiences that I had. So a couple years later, I'm no longer living at this house, but Judd kind of goes back and forth between his parents' house and his grandparents' house. And his grandparents' house is the one that was across the street from our development. He's at his parents' house, and he calls me. Well, I think he called somebody else first. But they call me because I am the resident witch, and that's what everybody does when they have a ghost issue is that they end up calling me. He starts explaining some of these things that he's had happen where he's seeing shadow figures and he's, you know, been scratched and there's a knocking on his window. The same shit that you just had. Yeah. So he's like, I don't know what to do. Would you please come over and help me? And I said, yeah, okay, sure. Uh, So I start by, you know, kind of looking around and I start by trying to like cleanse the space. As I'm doing that, I just feel this really, really negative pull in this one corner and I see this piece of quartz sitting on his shelf and I said Judd where did you get that and he said oh I found it over at my grandparents house it came from Quartz Hill classic Judd yeah god damn you and I said Judd when did all this stuff start happening and he said I don't know just about a a few months ago I said, okay, when did you bring the quartz into the house? The light bulb goes off (laughs) over his head, literally. And he's like, oh, I brought that here, didn't I? And I said, yeah, you did. So I tried to actually cleanse the quartz. And as I did that, it just became really, really hot. Like, can barely hold it in my hands, hot. So I'm like, we need to take this back. This is not yours. You didn't ask permission and you've brought something else here. And it's affecting you and other people. We so you didn't have the quartz when it was happening to you? No. You were just... I just lived proximity. You were just yeah, near it. I was just near it. He actually took a piece of quartz a few miles down the road, and things started to happen there, too. So we ended up taking 
the court's back. <laughs> and did it stop? It did. Well, see, that's great because if we give them, <laughs> if we give them courts, it'll never not be okay, haunted. It won't I don't like wanna, fade. I don't, don't want to. Okay, oh. fine. Just remember that. Don't blame me. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. It'll it'll be a sticker. We'll curse them if you want. Um, yeah. <laughs> fine. No courts for anybody. No courts. I just I am concerned that someone would get upset or someone would get hurt and yeah, then yeah. I would feel bad. She's concerned. I <laughs> <laughs> it just I mean Okay. Fine. Cool. I know. You're it's salty. Cool. You're salty. I know. I know. But you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. I know. I mean, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want that. Even if I would regret it after, I'd be like... You probably would. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't talk about why it's called Quartz Hill. I only did that on the Patreon, didn't I? Because there was quartz on that hill. So... That's what I assumed. You're like, where did she get this quartz and why was it called Quartz Hill? So it was act- it's actually called Quartz Hill because it is... They actually had geological surveys of the area and there was a huge obelisk of quartz that stuck up out of the ground like three, four feet. And some jackass hit it with an ATV and knocked it over. And I'm, I was fucking pissed about it. But that vein of quartz, that big standing piece of quartz, actually went miles and miles and miles down into the ground. Uh, it was part of one of the largest natural quartz deposits on the eastern seaboard. And just because of all that we know about quartz itself, um, especially scientifically and how, you know, uh, quartz is even used in microchips. It's able to hold memory. It's able to hold energy. You know, it's one of the most basic and useful stones you can use in any witchcraft. The Don't you want some from there? Wait. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. That whole area, and it's actually right next to a running stream, as which, as we know, is another place where we... We tend to find a lot of spirit activity. So, and you said that area when you're up there, weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of which came first? Is the quartz amplifying it or is it because everything happens up there? Mm-hmm. The quartz is recording it. You bring a piece back. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring a little bit back with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure. I, I, I kind of tend to go with the latter. I think it's definitely sort of a, an imprinting, a recording of maybe something because there were lots of different entities in that area that were all drawn to that it's probably a vortex maybe who knows vortex 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 quartz text oh my god yeah but anyway so not only did we bore you with stories you might have already heard but (laughs) you got to hear awesome personal stories from all three of us Mm -hmm. wait no i don't have one (laughs) (laughs) well you are your own haunted thing yeah um that's that'll be in the familiar episode. Yeah, that's a different episode. Right next year we'll do some more haunted shit, maybe. Yeah. Um, when everybody so has their courts, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll shoot it live from Courts Hill. Oh God. And we'll all sit on courts. <laughs> I will. I will take you up there, and I will show you. So, unless Rachel, you had another story. I know we're gonna go to Patreon and do stories. Yeah. So yeah. you guys should go to our Patreon and listen to Rachel's story. And um, I have so many more stories for everybody. Yes, so we plugged absolutely. our shit. You want to plug your shit? Um, I make pins. <laughs> she makes awesome she pins. She makes the best pins. The best pins. If you like baby goats and witchy stuff. and You do. We know you do. We know you, you do. Know. You listen to us. Just <laughs> check me out at the Pickety Witch on Instagram. And you yeah. just have all your cool, like, fall pins that are... I did. I just did that big release. Yeah, Black Pillow. 
Yes. I like that one. That's one of Those my favorite ones. I like the witch boots. Yeah, I love the, the witch boots. boots. And then I had uh, the Harvest autumn witch hat. hat. Yeah. I'll be doing a giveaway and some sales. Don't worry. Right. Sweet. There's lots of things going on. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of good stuff in that giveaway, too. Oh, yes. And more giveaways. Yeah. yeah. Hint. But, there's another Halloween uh, one coming. Ooh. ooh. So keep an eye on that. We will. <laughs> the best giveaway ever is the, are these pumpkin cookies. Yes. Oh, my God. They are amazing. Thank you. They're going to come in here and be like, there's crumbs. There's bu- How do we have bugs? We're not shooting at home. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so if you heard children in the background that we can't edit out later, that's normal. <laughs> that's yeah, not, fine. We could have told them we were in Quartz Hill. They it's, wouldn't have known. Yeah, this is true. Hey, you guys just, I mean, you could have said anything. I mean, you gave it away. We have said everything. Anything. Yeah. We always do. Okay. So um, check us out on all that. Check Rachel out. And then uh, we will see you like in two weeks. Yeah. Maybe sooner. Maybe sooner if you're on our Patreon. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams and Nicholas Ely. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Curse on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursedcast. So, Josh... Uh-huh. Are you talking real loud? Oh, no. I'm, I'm not supposed to use your real name, are I? Am I? Blah, oh blah, 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 blah. I don't care at this point. You don't care? <laughs> I'm already right. tied in everything. All right. I was um. eating a cookie. <laughs> <laughs>